come here. The moon is calling. For my asthma, a putrid decay. The witching hour draws near. Who dares touch these rotting bones? And four degenerates are about to delve into cinema's most gruesome and bizarre films. Two at a time. The mark of Satan is upon Late hours, two movies. Incalculable madness. Hey folks, it's Late Night Psychorama, where you will hear us talk about two movies that have absolutely nothing to do with each other, a la the glory days of the drive-in. We are also going to spoil them, since they are old and, you know, why not spoil them? So if you haven't seen them, track them down and watch them. If you don't care, then listen on. I'm Joe. I'm Jonathan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Andrew. And tonight we will be doing The Hitcher. Heading west on a long, lonely highway, only his dreams for company, until... My mother told me never to do this. Before many miles, he'll wish he'd taken his mom's advice. When Jim Halsey let the hitcher into his car, he opened the doors of hell. What do you want? I want you to stop me. Once you've met the hitcher, you'll never pick up another. Why are you doing this to me? You're a smart kid. This morning, this guy tried to kill me. He's been following me ever since. Why didn't he kill us? Hi, kid. I don't want to die! Yeah! The terror starts the moment you stop for the hitcher. And night of the bloody apes an orgy of terror it's the light of the bloody apes creatures born of madness half man half beast all horror The night of the bloody apes. One man shares their terrible secret. One man challenges nature on the night of the bloody apes. Sharing their bloodlust in the name of science, daring divine will with his bizarre creations. They strike again. And again, and again. The lust of a man in the body of a beast. They rip, they tear, they claw you to pieces. It's an orgy of terror. It's the night of the bloody apes. And the creatures of hell are loose. The Night of the Bloody Apes. That was a great job, Joe. Thank you very much. <laughs>
that that was good. Joe Joe does the strong brings the strong intro. He does. He does. Are we going right into? Uh, no, we got to chop it up. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, do you, what, Joe? What was that movie you want to talk about? I don't know because I'm not allowed to look at the oh fuck up. God, so I Jesus guess we won't talk about. It couldn't it. have been that good if you didn't even remember <laughs> what it was. I watched a bunch of movies. Yeah, we all did. It's been like three fucking weeks since we recorded. I know. I missed you all so deeply. It's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Did anyone see the new Quentin Tarantino movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did you guys like it? Yeah. Yeah. I had a good time. All right. Anyone else watch anything? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I did a marathon this this weekend. I did a marathon without us. And I watched some deplorable shit, including. Yes, you did. I saw that list of movies that you Yo, watched. The Ebola syndrome is 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 straight up just reprehensible, wonderful. Mm. The movie's just a little bit too silly to for its uh, its horrible content <laughs> to to get as horrible as it should be, and by all means is. Uh, they just <laughs> very ineptly made a movie about well, all of the subject matter that they made. Th- that's the magic of Cat 3 movies, is that they will have something absolutely obscene that should not be, like, you know, taken lightly, but then the next scene is, like, some offbeat comedy bit. And it's just, like, <laughs> what is the tone they're going for? And you can just... It's just a kaleidoscope of, like... Three Stooges and I Spit on Your Grave. And you're just like, what is this? I'm, uh, for for our listeners or, or anybody else, what, what is a Cat 3 movie? A Cat 3 film is, all right, you know how we have over here in America uh, a rating system like G, PG, PG-13, R, yeah. and NC-17? Well, in Hong Kong... Uh, they have Category 1, Category 2, and Category 3. Category 3 is like their hard R. It's almost an NC-17. Kind of, yes. Right? Yeah. And there's some retroactive ratings. Like, uh, it happened in the late 80s, but then they, they added some movies from the early 80s to that list. I think so. I think yeah. that. I'm not, like, an expert on it, but I'm pretty sure that it came in the late 80s, that uh, that ratings board. It did. It did come. It's just coming, coming around. So, so that's one of the funny things. To, to as like a Westerner, I have this idea that like Chinese culture is really um, kind of conservative and and whatnot, and very serious. Uh, and then when you look at Category Three movies, uh, yeah. what you just said is is pretty consistent through them, and it kind of shines a light on this weird, like whimsical, just like wait. W- Y'all crack jokes about weird stuff? I, I watched the movie. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but Danny Lee was in it. Must have been great. It was. Um, and uh, the, pretty much the heroes are cops, and they want to get this bank robber, but uh, they catch him, and he won't confess, and they need the confession. So the the heroic actions of the movies are how these cops torture these bank robbers without like leaving a mark on them. And... The big climax is because there's one of them is a woman. They shove a bunch of ice cubes in a condom and put it in her cooter and leave it there until she confesses. <laughs> Which we have discussed on the show before. Oh, have we? Yeah. Yes, we yeah. have. Well, to get back at, yeah, that's the Cat 3 movie that really put a mark on, on me. 
there's a there's a little bit of a logic issue there. They leave it until it, like, well, 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 no, no, because because they have like a time because they can't leave like a yeah. um, Margot. It'll like ruin her. Yeah, but they're like get put it in for like two minutes. And just if she does to burn, yeah, just bit. to get to like the thing, and she confesses at like the one fifty seven mark. A few minutes, yeah, it's, yeah. No, they got that wrong. Well, I don't think they really did it on somebody to practice or anything. Wait, what's wrong about it? You think it should be shorter or longer? Yeah, dude. Well, I can't yeah, I don't know. I, I... It could have been like a strong condom, though. It could have been like a really thick one, ultra ribbed. Y- yeah, like ones that like you don't even bother getting because they're like fucking just like you don't even feel anything. So like it's it, yeah, like at first it's like ah, uh, what's there, and then after a while it gets cold. It's like an icy hot. Kind yeah, of. maybe, maybe. I'm maybe. just saying. Uh, I mean, I can't really. I've never put ice cubes up my cooter, so I can't really say. It seems to me like that was a movie made by people who have never put ice cubes up their perhaps, cooter. Perhaps, but it, it was definitely something that left a mark on me. Well, I, I have seen people do experiments with ice where they see how long they can hold their like hand or something in ice, and yeah. people usually bow out pretty quick yeah, uh, because yes. it starts to become painful. Yeah, it's terrible. I remember doing that as a as a kid at the Liberty State Science Center in in like New Jersey in like Rutherford or wherever the hell that is, and like every kid was just like bowing out instantly. But like I I remember putting my hands in the ice bucket and then just like after that first moment of just like that feels like it's not cold but it's hot. I just kept it there, and then that just stopped, and, and I just have no hands. <laughs> yeah, that is how I lost my hands. <laughs> Do you want to know a cool torture thing I learned from The Punisher? Uh, the Dolph Lundgren movie? No, the no, Marvel no, comic the, series? The, the comic book. I don't, I don't remember sure. which one. It was probably War Journal because that was the one I always went back to. But he had somebody tied down he wanted information from. So he, uh, he got a poker and uh, got it all, you know, like put it under fire until it's like orange. You know, mm. it's like, and he's waving it. He's like, I'm going to fucking stab you with this. I'm going to put it on you and you're going to tell me. And the guy's like, I ain't going to talk. I ain't going to talk. And he's like, I'm going to do it. And he goes behind him, and he grabs an icicle. Or a, 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 um, um, like an ice pop? Ice pop. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I, I think there's a – anyway, and he jabs it. Icicles. It, Nature's ice pop. It, no, it wasn't, it wasn't an icicle. It was like an ice pop. It was like the fucking – not a, not like an ice cream bar, but like a, the fucking – Like a push pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Push pop with like nerds on the top. Uh, anyway. Less, less like a Ben and Jerry's and a haagen bar. More like a fruitsicle. Well, he shoves it in the guy's back, and the guy screams and starts talking because he, in his mind – so he put the the hot poker on his back. Mm. He's like, "This is a way like to torture without like torturing them." Fuck. Yeah, and I was like, and like I remember, I like if I ever need like information, like that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to see the comic book. I know it was it was raw. I remember I was like reading it when I was like it was like in fourth grade and I was supposed to be doing like classwork and I'm like Punisher, and yeah, I was like, yeah, if my fucking teacher gives me shit, like I'm gonna fucking icicle her. <laughs> There's like a, a rated R version of The Punisher uh, that came out kind of post September 11th, and it ran for like maybe six to eight years. And it's by this guy Garth Ennis who did like Preacher and The Boys and and shit. Oh yeah, it was like it was like Punisher Max or something. It's exactly it. Yeah, yeah it was I the know, Max line, yeah, Punisher yeah. Max. And there is this just wonderful like torture thing where he like gets this guy. And he's just like, okay, I'm going to look up books about human anatomy and try to figure out how to torture this guy. And he has him blindfolded and he tortures him. And the books that he like looked up taught him how to just like 
unearth a person's bowels oh. or like in all their innards without killing them. And so he takes this guy out into the woods and he has his blindfold on and he's asking him questions. The guy's like, I'm not going to talk. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to take this blindfold off and then maybe you'll talk. And he takes the blindfold off the guy and it's just like he has this guy's guts strewn up over trees, like branches, and just like done up in such a way where like if the guy moves, he dies. But it's just like all his guts are out. And it's like so hardcore. The Punisher is so hardcore. Yeah. Why haven't we had a good Punisher movie? You like gave me three of them. The Punisher War Journal movie? Yeah. I never seen it, but it looked like ridiculously dumb. But I bet you it could have been fun in a ridiculously dumb kind of way. You know what? I haven't seen the two. I haven't seen any of them, actually. You've never seen the Dolph Lundgren one? No, you like that. I I did as a kid, and I still have like a soft spot, but it's not like a good movie. And I haven't seen it since I was like 12. Dolph Lundgren. He doesn't even wear the Punisher skull. You know what? All you have to do is take Death Wish 3 and superimpose the Punisher skull on... (laughs) Charles Bronson's shirt, and it's the best Punisher movie ever. It's a shame they couldn't figure that out for the Death Wish remake. Yeah, I never saw it, but oh, I saw it. Uh, How bad was it? Oh, it was, it was so milk toast and yeah. plain and dumb and unnecessary and just weak and stupid and predictable and. Do you it was bad. Do you guys know what I did while we were off? I did a guest spot on Customers Also Watched. Oh, yeah. oh shit! It was a lot of fun. We watched uh, Battle for the Lost Planet, uh, which has some adorable uh, stop motion special effects. And it sounds like we're bashing the movie the whole time, and she hated it. So I kind of, I guess I kind of got suckered in. Oh, I wouldn't say sucker. I was helping her bash it. But like the first half, like I I do kind of think is cute and fun. Wait, who hated it? Erica on customers also watched. Oh, she, cool, cool, she hated yeah. It, and I just kind of like kind of enjoyed it. Uh, but uh, you're a sucker for that shit. I that's it, that's it. Like the weird, like fucking. There's like stop motion alien things that pop out of nowhere, and I'm like, yeah. and that's enough for me to be like, okay, I kind of like it. That's all it took for that one movie we watched. What was, what movie did we watch? The, the first? strangeness, right? No. Oh yeah, that's all it took for John to like it. Yeah, I yeah, really like yeah, stop motion yeah, too. Yeah, that was the best part of the movie. <laughs> there was so little stop motion. But when it came, it was great. Yeah. When it came, when it was like tentacle <laughs> <laughs> arm flying around. Uh, yeah. um, stop motion shadows. All right, one more thing, and then we can start. Do you guys have any idea how the series Alf ends? I've always been curious about how the series Alf ends. Does all he right. get eaten by a cat? Listen to me. You, all right, we all know the series Alf. Alf is an alien that lives with these people. Yeah. He likes to eat cats. All right, so <laughs> sounds like someone in this room. So they were planning on making another season of Alf before it got canceled, <laughs> and this was supposed to be a cliffhanger. But technically, it's the last like season of Alf. And like the big thing was, he was supposed to find like his like ET, where like he gets on the spaceship, and he goes back home, like his friends, find, his alien friends find. Him. Oh, hey, I'm going back home. But the thing is, they don't get to him in time, and the government surrounds him and steals him to hey. do experiments on. Hey, are you also? So that's how the series Alpha of robbers ends. Is like he's like he's like one of those aliens in the Megadeth Hangar 18 music video that's just getting prodded and tortured by the U.S. government. That's how the sweet 80s cat eating alien show ends. You know, there's a place like that where where U.S. go. No, I think I don't believe that at all. Everybody thinks, dude, if aliens existed, we would be their slaves in a heartbeat. 
If anybody can, if they can invent interstellar travel, we're like their bitches. Mm, yeah, They're, they'll have like their like Swiss Army knife to get out of trouble would decimate like all of us. Yeah, I would point you to the three body problem uh, in the remembrance of Earth's past trilogy to really shine a light on just how badly they would fuck us up. It, yeah. Has anyone seen like weird shit in the sky like ever? Oh yeah. Like we like. The other, it was a while ago. I was walking the dogs, and and there was this red orb in the sky, and it just kind of came to a stop, floated there for a bit, and then just took off at like fucking some crazy speed. And I never knew what that was. Like I'm, I don't want to say like I don't know what it was. And if anyone out there does, let me know. Well, you can say UFO because it was it's an UFO, unidentified yeah, yeah. flying. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna, you didn't. Like, you didn't have I'm it. not gonna say aliens, but yeah, I don't know what the fuck it was. But like I see weird like sky shit and like i i forget about it and then like it jumps back in my mind like years later so you don't think that there is life in the universe yeah i, I do but i don't that, that doesn't mean i think they're flying around scoping us out wait was that a gotcha moment why why wouldn't they be um i would i would uh a hope they had something better to do well, what if they don't? What if we're just like a tourist spot? That could be a thing. What if we have nuclear energy and then they have to come monitor us because we have nuclear oh, energy? Oh, and our stupid minds. Yeah. Stupid, stupid minds. Yeah. Correct. I'm um, just like, all right, this planet. That's a got plan the nine power. from outer space. Yes, I know. Preference. And that's how I think it really is. I, I think it's all plan nine. I think, it, was it Stephen Hawking the one that he says he doubts that uh, aliens will ever come and visit us because every culture will destroy themselves before they get to that like level? I don't know if that's what, what he said, but I remember hearing on something, I don't remember who said it, but they sort of put the idea out there that maybe aliens, like, you know, advanced aliens are like amongst like the elite cultures that have survived that that tipping point where like every every species arrives at at like a sort of a test moment and most of them annihilate themselves when they get to that point i hope we do well yeah well i mean look at how things are yeah, yeah. arguably we're doing it we're fucking dead i am so pumped <laughs> Well, before we go on to the movie, I would like to talk about... I also did a guest spot on another podcast. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. Really? Whoa, yes, which one? I did a guest spot on Bad Rad Movies. Oh, sick. With Richard, and that will be... I think he said August 24th Mine, is when it'll be online. Mine's on August 20th. All right, you are all trying to get me to listen to bad rad movies, and I, I haven't. I'm, I'm uh, naive. What, what, Joe? Could you I've tell us a little bit about that? I've been trying to get you to listen to customers also. Why? What you have? Didn't you? Yeah. I, I, I yeah, did listen to that yeah. one, but Joe, could you tell us? Uh, basically, uh, we, we, Richard talks out the, the the plot of the movie, and then we get into the details of what we liked and what we did not like, and have fun, you know bashing it to pieces as they are usually deserved what oh it's like us yes what sick what film did you did you cover we did star night <laughs> and it was kind of bad because huh. i watched the movie literally a couple of hours before we did the podcast and when it came time for us to talk out the plot i could not 
remember like half of what went on in the movie that's usually the best way to keep it fresh but and and Um, then you just you're like yeah so "Ah." richard had to bail me out a lot on that because i was just like i could remember things that went on but i could not remember like the sequence of how things happened and like little in-between scenes and stuff were you know like it was like i got the cliff's notes (laughs) but not but it, it was i don't know was you know was it like just like an unmemorable movie or was it your just life is loaded with so many more important things to think about than that? No, movie? I think I it was just because I was just really tired because I hadn't really gotten any sleep that night and then I watched it at like eight in the morning <laughs> and then by when the time we started recording at like noon or whatever it was I was just like. Hi, uh, I'm Joe. Uh, yeah, so. Tune into that when that when that pops up because that'll be fun. Yeah, I got to check that out. Yeah, customers also watched is great. I love uh, that yeah. concept. It's a fun show. It, it's terrific. Yeah, and then Bed Rad movies that that they were a contestant in our giveaway. Yes, yes. Everybody's a contestant in our wonderful giveaways. Can't wait to announce our next one. No, I can't wait either. Shit. All right. Why don't we get into watching movies? Yeah, or yeah, talking true. about movies, I think. That's what we did. <laughs> Joe, why don't you tell us about The Hitcher? A cautionary tale of why you should never pick up hitchhikers. Jim Halsey p- picks up the titular character on a desolate Texas road, and his life will never be the same if he survives. I love this movie. This movie is... One of those 80s movies that just kind of stands out as a really modern movie in just how uh, present it is in its editing and how well shot it is and how modern in a sense where it is not expository and it does not do any part of really fully explaining itself to you rather than unraveling itself to you as a viewer critics seem to have a really big problem with this uh and it's uh it's just like one of those magical 80s movies that to me and i hope to other people stands the test of time because it's goddamn hyper stylized it is really empathetic i feel the movie radiates emotion and it's got this like weird michael mann vibe it's not a michael mann movie but it feels like a michael mann movie but it feels like a michael mann movie if michael mann was just like you know i want to try out some of that stuff john woo is up to (laughs) but then just happened to be listening to a lot of the gun club and this is just the movie that got farted out it is such a top-notch rucker Hauer performance uh see thomas howell is so 80s teen heartthrob (laughs) in it and you you can't really argue with it and the landscapes alone the landscapes alone and the photographic nature of the movie could really just like it's art it's art you could print so many of the images of this film sell them as prints and that would be art uh somehow this movie was poorly received by all critics including john's favorite roger ebert and Roger Ebert. <laughs> Roger. 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 Roger Ebert. Um, 
but uh, you know it's great and uh there are some things we're probably about to talk about and there are some things that maybe we'll discover together but this movie is highly recommended it's uh it's breakneck it's a beat a minute and it gets the job done for fans of like you know 80s carnage and also 80s style yeah um uh, i think it's a lot of fun um there's one big problem i have with it but i mean like just to go on the like the good things i i like how it's sort of like uh hitchcock uh crossed with badlands and covered by uh michael mann wannabe that's a good way to nail that's, it yeah that's really what it is to me um i like how like every scene is just like the suspense scene uh, that just like folds into the next scene that just becomes like this fucking like scary and uh, suspensing. My only beef with the movie is how ridiculous and over the top what Rucker Howard does is every scene, like to the point where it's almost like he's like a Terminator. You that's what, I mean? what makes the movie. I, I, that's, that's your beef? Just, yeah, I mean, it's just like... What? Because there's no real suspense for me, because no matter what happens, I'm never going to be like, fuck, how's Rucker Howard going to fuck him up this time? It's always just sort of like, oh... He's he can, unstoppable, he can, and that's the yeah, point. He can do anything, and it just seems too... There's yes. a scene where he just like casually puts a pistol up in the air and shoots a helicopter down. You know what I mean? It's just like way too... It's too much. I like how his he has like a superpower and it's hitchhiking. It's like where <laughs> he can hitchhike faster than someone just driving. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just I'm yeah I'm there's that one scene where like he gets arrested and he tells his story and then they put him in the jail cell and you're like oh shit this kid's fucked and it's like the the classic Hitchcock wrongfully accused character. And uh, and then the one cop says, "I kid ain't a killer." Yeah, and you're like, kind of like you get kind of like relieved. You're like, okay, good. This guy believes him. Like he doesn't have <laughs> they any. They give him like, the hard time. But yeah, they, they, they know. Yeah, it. they're like, yeah, that kid. They know, know what we know. And then they're the kid like dumb. has a nightmare and he wakes up, and then his jail cell is open because Rucker Hour murdered everybody <laughs> there, and. It's cool, it's cool, but it get to the point, it's like, dude, it's almost like he's, like, fucking, like, something supernatural. Well, and well, I understand, yeah, yeah no, I understand that's that. that's the point. I, I get it, I get it. it. It's just, like... Roger it, Ebert? I just, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just, like, I get it. It's just not, it's it's just so ridiculous that it, it, it takes me out of it. Bummer. What but is, I still Joe, like Joe. I love everything about it. I love the aesthetics. I love it. It's fun. It's great. Everybody's great. Rucker Hauer is terrific in it. But I just kind of wish they like brought him down a little bit. I enjoy the over-the-top aspects of it. I think that that actually has a lot to do with the movie. If I have a problem with it, it's only that the setup... I wish the movie was a little bit more like that. Like, when he first picks him up, and it's very tense and very scary, I just wish there was a a bit more of that in the movie. Because I feel like as fun and, like, messed up as some of the stuff is in the movie that happens after after that, I just wish it had a little bit more... 
um, suspense. Yeah, like tension. It, it, yes, yeah, it's, it's suspense, tension, however you want to put it. But this, I, that, but, but that's a. I mean, like that. That's a minor complaint. Like that's not the movie that they made, and the movie that they made, I'm totally fine with. I I, I enjoy the the fact that Rutger Hauer is like the Terminator. Like that. That's fun to me. This movie is a perverted action movie. The yes, the, yes. the shootouts and the car chase are spectacles and they're really well done and it's it's definitely a suspense movie but like they they went out on an action kind right. of budget i i i was i would love it a lot more if it was more daria argento and less terminator andrew what did you think well talking i agree with joe like that that opening uh scene or the opening part like it really was scary and Kind of going back to what you said, Ryan, about how this movie not having to explain itself, it didn't really, it didn't need to because this is kind of a big fear. I feel like a lot of people had, especially at that time. So just him picking up the hitchhiker was just scary enough, and I would have liked to see more. See, uh, I would like to see more of that, but um, at the same time, the rest of the movie kind of felt a bit like almost like a dream. Like even yes, the warehouse or the garage there in. Uh, the the dust storm uh i don't know it just uh it, the fact that it was over the top kind of fit with that for me at least this movie is so perfectly a fever dream and it's like it's a commercial 80s fever dream but not in only the way that the michael mann aesthetic had like it's it's not this, in your face 80s it's like the 80s that's cool the, the soundtrack has a lot to do with it too it has that like wanna be tangerine dream thing going oh. on well that's that's funny you say tangerine dream because they did the score of near dark and that was yes. also eric yeah. red who wrote that wrote this yeah okay and they both have that like western like badlands kind of you yeah know, no man's land fucking thriller thing going which is a genre i wish would come back it's worth it it yeah. can if if anybody's driven those kinds of routes it's it's really out there does does anyone know where the this concept comes from this movie concept no uh he he i believe was doing the same thing that c thomas howell was doing he who eric red the okay. writer okay. and uh thank you the uh was listening to writers on the storm by the doors and got the concept for this this drifter character from there right because the, the lyric there's a killer on the road yeah yeah, yeah. And then and driving across the the right. barren desert landscape, what what happened? What followed was like a three hour long screenplay that involved the massacre of a family, all sorts of crazy like gut gags and you know hyper violence that didn't end up happening in this movie. But I think the soul of that like theme got preserved pretty well there. Yeah, because I, I think th there's enough, like, suggestion in it to drive that point home. Because even though they don't show much, you still get the impression that there's a lot of fucked up carnage going on around here. Yeah, even though a family doesn't get killed and murdered on camera, you still understand a you family understand got murdered. You understand a family got murdered. Yeah, yeah, and it's pretty effective. I mean, with with that said, there's a lot of suggestion in this movie, and uh, right right down to the beginning, right right when uh, we're driving the car, uh, you see that Volkswagen Beetle skate ahead, eventually pass up on it. Eventually, Rucker Hauer gets picked up. Says his name is John Ryder. 
and he's tired and he looks so lost and tired and just alone and sad and bored and i can't help but to like back in the question what is his motive what is this guy into what is he out there for uh, apparently he wants to die yeah i i i i like that um the the one thing was he just seemed so bored and that's why he did like he wanted i i believe he's he was suicidal but i also like i think he was just so bored of life that he wanted to like light some fireworks before uh, before he went out yeah okay well then what's he doing with uh c thomas maybe over there? because he got away you know uh, he's so used to just like slaughtering everyone he comes in contact with, and the fact that this kid gets away from him, he's just like, "All right, now we got a little chase going on." I don't know. Yeah, is but, it that? Yeah, because well, well, no, because he keeps bringing up about like he's trying to teach this kid a lesson about something. He's like, "You got to know," what and the whole idea is like, uh, it, it could be some macho like you got to face your fears and just gun it down. Well, he tells him he, he, he's like, "I want you to stop me." Yeah. And he keeps waiting for the moment when C. Thomas Howe is going to finally snap, I guess, and and start fighting back. And then when he throws him out of the car, that's when he's like, oh, here we go. Okay. So we pick up John Ryder, uh, a magnanimous young man, played by C. Thomas Howe, picks up John Ryder almost immediately there's uh they they come up on the beetle and there is a just shot of like rooker Hauer grabbing him by the thigh and pushing his <laughs> foot into the battle and he goes why did you do that and he's like don't worry about it <laughs> and then it gets creepier and it kind of like hinges up from there uh to a point where uh you know it's like well what about that guy and he's like why are you laughing he's like because that's what the last guy said and he's <laughs> like well he couldn't have made it far because i chopped off his legs and his arms and, like, see Thomas Howell gets scared, and they come up on the construction spot, and, like, Rooker Hauer immediately, like, pulls the, like, switchblade and puts it to his crotch as a threat and plays it off. Like, he's, like, getting off this yeah. young man, and the, like, <laughs> contractor is like, okay, get on out of here, guys. What does he call him? He calls them, like, princesses or something. Yeah. sweethearts yeah yeah sweethearts yeah, yeah calls them sweethearts so like just like right off the bat there's all this like oh my god he asks him for a cigarette and then gets the cigarette and there's just this like close-up shot of like this cigarette dangling from Rooker <laughs> Howard's lip and he like lights it and he like looks and then he looks back and it's just so sensually shot that it's just like radiating with this weird extra element straight up homoerotic energy in like it's shot construction right from the start and it's like it's it's wild that this movie kicks off with that i think the the reason why everybody kind of brings up the beginning is because that's like the most realistic part of the movie that like rucker Hauer hasn't become like the fucking you know the fog yeah human right? yeah yeah and that's like something like you see creepy fucking people on the side of the road I remember one time. Were you finishing a thought there? No, no, no. Go ahead. I remember one time I was at a a, a red light, and this dude pulls into a Wawa, um, parks his car, gets goes to his trunk, pulls out a suitcase, goes to the corner of the Wawa, and just starts hitching. And I was just like sitting there, like 
Whoa. who did this person murder like or, or something but i had somewhere to go so i didn't fucking care anymore but it was, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's the kind that's of what they me. rely on yeah i guess so you, you should have wrote down the license out. license plate i actually had an experience with a hitchhiker oh god wow here we go were they as hot as rucker hauer is in this oh movie? my god there would yeah. never be a hitchhiker as hot as rucker hauer no <laughs> but it, it it was very creepy because it started out like i felt bad for for the guy and he and he had a very reasonable request which was just to take him to a gas station and then the next thing i know i need to drink a pint of gasoline <laughs> <laughs> well, I forget what his thing was, but the next thing I know, it's it like it turned very quickly. Oh, to what? To it's it started like the story started to change, and then he started to get a little like he could sense I was like not liking how it was going, so he started to try to be reassuring, but it was like way over the top to the point that obviously there's something fucking wrong with this guy. Right. So when he, when we got to, I forget, it was a gas station at, at, at one point, and I was like, well, here's a gas station or whatever, and he's, he got out to, to go make a phone call and very like sternly told me to not go anywhere, <laughs> and I fucking booked <laughs> Um, yeah so very minor but definitely the guy had very bad intentions and i will never pick up another person that i don't know ever again wait hold on how old was this guy older or younger than you probably like 10 years older than me i was like 20 where'd you get him not far from where i worked actually it was like in like the parking lot of of a toys r us no it was uh I was working at 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 uh, at Tower at the time. He was like in the parking lot, like not out in front of the store, but like around like the back side of the parking lot where there was like a Taco Bell and what used to be a movie theater. <laughs> My uncle Movie Theater of Broken Dreams. The the one I, about it. on the Eaten Alive episode that took my younger uncle to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he uh went hitchhiking and got picked up by a very scary dude to the point where like when the car stopped he ran out of the car Shit. i never got the details but i remember like that was just one of like my mom's like you can't hitchhike stories this mm. is what happened to your uncle like you know what's scarier picking up a hitchhiker or hitchhiking i think they're both equally equally scary there's a um that's how 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 well armed you are yeah there's if a you got some defense yeah i feel like You should be armed if you're going into a stranger's car, but at the same time, that could like set off a bad rap right there. As opposed to if I went to a car and I knew the guy was armed, but yeah, it's his car. You know what I mean? Like it makes more sense to me. As opposed to like me like having a pistol and going, getting in another car, car, waving it around, saying, "Hey, I want to be friends. Could you just take me to the McDonald's?" Ask for money with a pistol, and that usually works more than when I don't. That's actually what you did earlier. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, when I have a pistol and I get into a stranger's car, I like to tell them they've got something on their shirt, and when they look down, I go. And I get him in the nose. (laughs) There's a a Larry. I think it was a Masters of Horror where it's a guy who drives around and picks up hitchhikers and murders people and murders them. And there's a hitchhiker who gets into strange cars and murders them. And the the, that guy picks up the other guy 
And it's like a cat and mouse game. Oh, that's fun. The irresistible force and the immovable yes, object. Yes, yes. Classic drama. And it sounds like classic Larry Cohen. Like, that's like one of his weird little like plots. That's that a Masters of Horror? I think so. I know it's Larry Cohen. That's a lot of fun. I want to see it. It has Michael Moriarty in it, too, which really makes me want to watch it. All I've right. never gotten around to watching it. Batch, back to the hitcher. The setup for the fucking door ajar throwing Rooker Hauer out of the car when he's menacing see thomas howell and and he says i just stop me and he goes i don't want to die and he throws him out the fucking door the setup for the door ajar is brilliant it's so well orchestrated it's so it's just set up with visuals it's given enough beat between and then you get it and it reaches this climax where he's threatening see thomas howell's life and he gets thrown out the door it's amazing. The my favorite setup. I don't know. It might be a payoff. It's a little bit of both. Uh, is when he's at the he he shows up to the rest stop. Uh, what's her name? Jennifer Jason Leigh, right? Yes. Yeah. Lee. Lee is it Lee or Leigh? Lee. Lee. And um, she cooks him a burger and fries while she's setting up the place and the police are going to come, you know, as you do for a strange young man, you yeah. meet in the morning uh, at the diner. See, Thomas oh. Howe looks like an all right guy. And, uh, he's slowly like, he's contemplating what happened and he's eating French fries. And then he puts one in, in his mouth, but we, the audience see that it's a severed finger. Yes. And you know that Rucker Howard has been there. Yeah. And it's it's probably my favorite part of the whole movie where it's like, holy shit, like that's such a clever way to set up like, oh shit, something's about to go down. When that scene happened, I actually wasn't sure if that was just him imagining a finger being there or did Rucker Howard really fucking sneak in there and put he a finger with it. a bunch of like frozen fries. Yeah, Rucker, Rucker Howard can do anything in this movie. As, Any, two, anything. as this movie is, I feel it's very literal. It's very matter of fact all throughout. If you read about this movie on the internet, there's lots of people being like, I guess they had just recently watched Fight Club, and they're just like, there's no proof that Rucker Howard's a real guy until the end of the movie when he shows up and he starts killing cops. And it's like, what the f- he's real he's killing people the whole time just deal with it why would that even be a question in anyone's mind because people have seen fight club i think people are they're stupid yeah but it's just like he is such a a fucking wild like unnatural force i want to talk about how sensual this movie is and about how erotic it is and about how kind of gay it is and if you look that up online if you look up any reviews of this movie from the 80s, it's a lot of bad reviews saying, this movie's just carnage and clearly there's a relationship, but they don't talk about what their relationship is. So I don't like this movie. Zero stars. I'm Roger Ebert. And then... <laughs> that's not That's not what... Ebert's... Ebert's uh, no, Ebert was pissed off that they didn't explain their relationship no, no, together no. Ebert very much. clearly got what it was supposed to be. No, I don't think he did. Was at this all. Rogert? Rogert? Rogert Ebert. The... <laughs> it was Rogert. It's, it's not your Ebert. But no, a lot of the reviews from the 80s seem to not understand that this movie could be obtuse and also be demonstrating a lot of uh, points of view. If you read modern uh, discourse on this film from like trash house auteurs, there's a lot of people on the internet writing about 
clearly this movie is about coming out of the closet and if you don't understand that you're stupid and it's it's just like ugh. and then there's this other element where it's just like hey yeah the celebration of like gay friendly horror movies this the hitcher you should check it out but it's the kind of like twofold thing of like people who don't understand this weird relationship that you know isn't so ex laid out in exposition like what the hitcher to see thomas howell is and uh the people that just seem to map this onto a coming out of the closet movie which also makes no sense and it's like this movie can be kind of gay it's definitely a rights of manhood movie but it has nothing to do with coming out of the closet. Yeah, I know. I don't, it's a right. So it's, yeah, it's, it's like very narrow minded to your... be like, I see gay coming out of the closet. You, do, do, do what that is. you don't know what that is. It's the classic. You got to taste blood to be a man. Is it? I don't that's, know if that's it is. how it is. I, I feel like it's a testing purity. I don't know. This movie is so wonderfully obtuse that it leaves us open ended. It's even just to today. like Rucker Howard is like, I'm your fucking threat and I'm going to keep coming until you put that fucking bullet in my coming. Head. <laughs> uh, do, do you know what Rucker Howard uh, read this movie to be and read his role to be? What? Death. And just the yeah. he's he is death and yeah. he's bored of being death. And that comes across. It does. But so much else comes across in how it's photographed, including hip shots and like right. leg groping and sensual licking of coins and putting them on <laughs> eyes. Yeah. And why are you doing this to me? You're a smart kid. Figure it out. Just like, oh, it's so good. I love it when Death puts a switchblade to my to my taint. That was improvised. Well, no, switchblade to his eye in the restaurant was improvised, and it was a real switchblade, and nobody knew it was going to happen. <laughs> and that's pure fear. When you watch this movie, that is fear. <laughs> that is Rooker Howard being a fucking boss. Oh, Rucker Hauer, rest in peace. Apparently, this is, he changed oh. the, the the his his monologue in Blade Runner too. Like the night before they shot it, he made alterations. That's to awesome. It. So, so I guess he's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna do what I want. What's weird with weird German blonde people? Not German. He's not German. No, he's like uh, he's. It's like from the Netherlands or something. He's not oh, German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just looks so. He's Aryan. a neighbor of the Germans. Yeah, he looks so Aryan to me. Nordic. Fucking... Apparently, J- Jennifer Jason Lee went out for this movie because Rucker Hauer was in it because she had a nice time doing Flesh and Blood. It's with true. Him. Yeah, and she liked that her character had a little bit of uh, you know wasn't two dimensional and like right. slasher character. Although the the her like. Th- I, I, I do like her character and, and I, do, I, I do agree with that, that that she has depth but I don't understand why she's so quick to defend Jim though. Yeah, that's another part that I was just like uh, that left Oh, you know when you, you see a character like that who seems so under under duress Yeah Like there's, there's a thing like it's like a little bit of a connection But it seems like a big leap from like doing that to being like uh, full-blown fugitive well i don't know they say i mean like he went through some heavy shit and it's pretty kind of clear There's no i'm just saying gag. from her point of view like it's just like oh I'll, I'll make sure like nothing happens so when he's in jail i'll like stick up for him like and be like well it's go not to until trial. the bus hijack yeah it's, it's it's sort of just like oh hey i'm uh, i'm gonna yeah. go run from the law with you yeah, she, pretty made, she, she makes the, the leap to becoming, you know, an, an accomplice yeah. like, pretty much without thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and the 
I really like her death scene. And uh but that's another thing where I like I wish this movie was more Dario Argento because it could have been so much. Oh, the producers cooler. wouldn't let them shoot it. I yeah, yeah. I'd make sh- I'm oh. pretty sure I had I wondered if like I watched like some butchered uh no, no. was never shot. That the was way when it was the M- it was it was 86, right? Mm-hmm. Year of my birth. And uh it that was when the MPAA were really coming down thanks to the Friday thirteenth movies. Mm. They were like fucking putting the band hammer. Yeah, they actually wanted it changed completely. Like they didn't want her to die. I can see all. that. I, I was I was surprised when she did die. And it's amazing. It's and, heartbreaking. And yeah. the, fil- the 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 filmmakers like a- apparently that was like a big standoff. And they like like they're like you already didn't let us shoot it. Like uh, we're not changing it. And yeah. they and they refused to back down on it. Nice. And shockingly, we actually got their way. That'll never happen these days. That scene still, uh, even though you don't really see anything, I feel it's still pretty effective. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. massively to the point where I like I wasn't sure if I'd seen this movie before, and I definitely have because I remember that scene. Yeah, it was on USA all the time. Yeah, I watched kids. it on TV yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, we also all saw it together at the Exube Marathon where they did only eighties movies. I was asleep. I was disappointed. Oh, I bummer. It too. I, um, I just ate some pick-me-up, and I was like, ooh, one of my favorite movies came on. This is um, one of those movies where, like, probably nostalgia from watching it on TV, but, like, I like the standard definition. I like hearing that weird... Hiss. Y- yeah, with the hazy visuals and the dreamy soundtrack. Like, it's like, uh, I want it to be in that fucking... Mm, that yeah that <laughs> I that what that, that I, I standard def like 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 void you know yes you know I, I, I'm actually the opposite seeing it on the big screen at the Harathon I thought it like actually enhanced it oh, that was the best way I've ever seen this yeah I, I'm sure it does but there's some I'm nostalgic for these weird like like uh, dreamy 80s tangerine dream wannabe soundtrack movies where. The, the 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 VHS like hiss to it, adds oh, to yeah. The, you know, I know I'm. It it's just nostalgia. I have no real basis for it, but you you know, I I just bought the uh, media book, the two K like restoration of the movie. Yeah, and I watched that last night, and it was mm. it was slamming. It was good, but you know, something about watching the weird bootleg that I watched about a week ago. That was like a muddy copy of a copy of the old yeah. DVD I used to have. Just like really, really did it justice. <laughs> oh, my God. There's such a wonderful... Oh, this movie is all about tension and release. And it, it really... Kind of like good sex and an orgasm. <sighs> tension. Release. Tension. Release. It just like Wait, pauses. What? It, this movie goes... What, you've never had sex? It's all about yeah. tension, then you release, and you're just like... Pfft. What's an orgasm? <laughs> well, it's when you uh, sit down and watch a strange 60s pornographic film, yeah, and your yeah. pants start to feel a little funny. Like Night of the Bloody Apes. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that one. You got the Lady Luchadoras. This this movie, tension release is such like a big thing. Like The character's on an odyssey. Jim's wandering from like scene to scene. Drama happens, then it's like the hitcher disappears and he's like wow do I ever wrap my brain around that drama when he hijacks the cops 
and like gets them in the car and confesses and like gives himself up and he's just like i don't know man you tell me what i do and he's like turn yourself in and he's like all right i'm gonna trust you captain and then just in the back you see the <laughs> yeah. car that the picture previously just hijacked from some young couple like that that picked him up at the first ghost garage uh, just comes zooming into frame it's couldn't be more perfectly timed yeah. and shot like it's that's art. Yeah. That's high art right it's, there. It's great. It's, it's great. so good. He <laughs> just it's, shoots him. Uh, that part put Chip's a big like, smile. That put a big smile on my face when, when I when I saw that. Part. Oh my god, that hits! And the movie is so well timed in those moments. Yes, like yes. all of the moments of this movie happen at the right moment, like in the place where they're expected, but also in the place where they're surprising. I watch this with a group of people. They're like, this movie isn't too gory. And it's like right after the nocturnal emission jail cell, like dream. He's like, yeah. Jim's rolling around in a bed and he wakes up and his gates unlocked and he goes out and you see the German shepherd and then you see all the cops that were just heinously interrogating him, just all slaughtered. And they're like, I changed my mind. This movie is gory. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. There's a great tracking shot too when the when the jail cell happens and the other cops show up and like they're going in one door and yep, he's running and he's out run- the other and there's just like the shots sliding. Yeah, it, it's so cool. It's it's it is the '80s wrong like Hitchcock wrongfully accused man on the run flick. I I like when he he's on a bus. Yo, what's up with Southern buses? Anybody or Southwest buses? Are they all just like? Is there local public transportation like a Greyhound bus? Why are there buses oh, all like I that? I guess so because there's no there's no means really for local transportation when you live in a fucking barren desert. Well, yeah, maybe none of them. They all work in that area. Yeah, they and all work in rest stops. There ain't no so. fucking towns around there. It's yeah, like, the, like some desolate highway. So. Yeah, maybe they just all have to catch the Greyhound going down that single road to get yeah. to work or something. Do you remember High Tension? Yeah, I didn't like that. I feel like if this, if that movie watched this movie, it would have Im- improved a lot. Yeah, if that movie didn't see Fight Club and decide that it was all imaginary make-believe yeah. people, it would have been a fucking better movie. You're but, right. But also how you're putting it on the movie to have watched the right movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, the people who made High Tension. Alejandro like, Aha. I see oh. what they're they're going for and I kind uh-huh. of wish that like, oh, okay, we should watch The Hitcher first and then it would I think it would they would have made a superior movie. Yo, but and like they would have had <laughs> helicopter battles and car chases if they did that oh the helicopters when i was like this is just ridiculous like fucking rucker Hauer puts a pistol waves it's a pistol wildly in the it's air amazing shoots twice and a fucking helicopter goes down that whole car chase he keeps coming up and then backing yeah, off yeah, and he's like cool. I, no, no, the, the whole the, time the car chase watching. is great every it's i mean so it's, and it's, it's well shot and everything but once he just like does like that fucking Chuck Norris fucking old meme where you know he just lifts his hand up and a fucking helicopter goes down? I was just like, come on! Like they couldn't think of something better. No, that's awesome. That's exactly it's what the too, hitcher is supposed just, to do. I know it's just too ridiculous for me. That's no, what, what well, takes me talk out. too ridiculous. How about the part where he hijacks a prison bus? Yeah, and kills everybody I with know. a shotgun, and, and then jumps, jumps out the window. Well, and, and the audio effect that's used is a tiger roar. <laughs> 
it goes <laughs> as he jumps out the window and goes through into the windshield of the I'm, next car. Uh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I I meant to bring it up and I forgot about it. So thank you because so what the good. hell was that? It's so I mean they're just down they downplay it. It's not turned up, but it's there, and they're just like goes through the window into another window so good okay uh john uh, woo shit that's what i'm I, talking about a uh, 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 a quick segue um back to when i was doing my guest spot and customers also watched uh she <laughs> meant to bring john's up most famous moment um she moved she lives in austin texas she moved there who, who? she erica and customers also watched okay and she meant for me to bring up the fact that when she moved there, you know that song from Pee Wee Herman that every Texan like sings? The stars and bright. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, Deep like, in the heart of Texas. She was at a concert and somebody like shouted it and the whole concert hall did it in unison. And she had no idea what the fuck was going on. She wanted me to bring that up to you. John, I, well, did I tell that story before? You told it on the podcast. You told oh, my God. Right? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And there are even more lines. <laughs> it's insane. I, I, I don't know why that po- – I guess we're ta- – this movie takes place in Texas, right? Or Arizona? Yes, it's Texas. Texas, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's the one thing this movie is but missing. It, but it was like – imagine like you didn't know that that was a thing and then a whole like – Everybody in the room. Like, went like it was like Deep in the heart of Texas. like invasion of the body snatchers where they all realized one person wasn't like turned yet and they're like, yo if if you let's say you're like deep in red state and like you may you know you look like you don't belong you got your Slayer T-shirt on but oh, you're wearing yeah. short shorts maybe you look a little femme if you just shout that song, everybody with like a three six seven at their hip will join you in ecstatic applause and smiles, and you will have new friends. So if I'm ever the hitcher, and I'm in a shootout with the cops after I murdered a family, I need to escape, and I know that these Texas cops are going to outdraw me, I shout the line of the song, and then I draw right as they pull their hands up to clap. Correct. Yes. That's how I blast my way. Okay. Yes, that's the move. This is okay. notoriously how you distract cops in, in Texas. Yeah. And, and Deep in the heart of Texas. And then they, they clap. <laughs> you, okay. you got the melody, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah. Uh, oh, how good is it when the hitter just sneaks into bed? <laughs> oh. So creepy. Uh, I used to do that to an ex-girlfriend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you might cut that one. It's all staying in. After she fell asleep reading the Ted Bundy file. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's I mean, so while good. we were dating, like to spook her, like not like creepy, not like before we met or something. No, I know that's good. It's good when you. Oh, I just yeah. assumed that that was your. Oh, that, yeah, that's how I. <laughs> I just like lurk over like not like Nosferatu and like like yeah. that. <laughs> like, would you like to go on a date with me? <laughs> I hang her a gun, but like, do it, shoot me. <laughs> Yo, I kind of Whoa. like it. <laughs> In this movie, like when when that that happens, see Thomas Howell's like, I just need a shower. And he takes his shower and he's getting dressed again, but he's just like in it. He's like putting on his boots and he's like 
just out of the shower, but he has jeans on and a jacket, and he's putting on his boots, and his, like, foot's up on the toilet, just, like, lacing up his boots. You know, like we all do after we shower. Yeah, I always bring my boots in. <laughs> your blue, your boots and your blue jeans yeah. and your leather jacket. I bring my whole outfit into the bathroom <laughs> with me. You got to put it on. Well, like I give Rucker Hauer enough time to kidnap my would-be girlfriend to fucking rig her up to some makeshift truck stop torture device. You ever notice he has two wedding bands on? Oh, no. Yeah. wonder where he got those. I did not notice that. That is a fun detail. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Rucker Howard is out on the run. <laughs> All suicidal and shit. His wife finally met his girlfriend. <laughs> He's like, oh, he I got it. nothing. I got nothing now. Now like, I can't go back home. And she's going to cut my boss off. <laughs> Might as well fuck around with people and shoot helicopters out of the sky until I die. Even when he gets interrogated in this movie, they're like, how are you feeling? Tired. Yeah. That's all he says. He's just so tired. Yeah. And bored. They I you know uh do you do you think they lifted that line for the dark knight when they when they're talking about like his, his fingerprints don't come up for anything. He's got fucking nothing in his pockets. Actually, yes. This is uh from reading about this movie I discovered this is one of Christopher Nolan's favorite movies I can of believe, all time. I can believe that. Uh, yeah. It I would 100% say that they lifted that for yeah. the Dark Knight. It was a nice little nice little thing. I like it when I do that where it's like... Did nice, you connect that on your own? Yeah, I was just sitting there watching it. I was like, yeah, I remember. Because that was like... No shit. When the, because that, it wasn't just like when the Dark Knight was coming out, it was like a big deal and that was like one of the lines in the trailer to really like sell the Joker. Yeah. You know, like it was like Gary Oldman going on about how he yeah, didn't yeah. have anything. And I was like, oh wow, that's really that's really cool. And then like, so that always stuck in my head. Well, so I was reading about this movie, and I saw like an IMDb top ten list. It's like this movie's in Christopher Nolan's top ten favorite movies. Sounds like that's, that's horse shit. Like yeah. whatever. That, I can that see can't him be loving real. it, but I can't see him in the top ten. Well, no, I was like that's that's bullshit. That can't be real. And then like upon further reading, I kept like happening upon that in like different like magazine interviews. He would just state this movie as one of his favorite movies, and it's like that really clicks. Like it's like weird montage. It's beat. It's like aesthetic. Like it's very cohesively. Aesthetic and driven. he fucking loves Michael Mann, so I can see yeah. him liking this. He's, yeah, yeah. He's a massive Michael Mann fan. Like the Dark Knight, to bring that up again, is like an homage to Heat. Oh, you know the Dark Knight to me. I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but it feels a lot like Thief, especially yeah, the, the very yeah. the intro of the movie. But like the the well the intro, yeah, like yeah, it was just homage to Heat. That one, like the opening, like uh, armored car robbery. Are you a Heat fan? I was. I forget who. I think it was somebody I work with that said Heat wasn't a good movie. I'm not the and biggest fan. I like I, his. I like his earlier work. I I prefer it. Like it, 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 it's because like Michael Mann to me should have that '80s haze, but I still think it's super fucking cool. You like Heat, Joe, right? You, yeah, I like Heat. Okay. I don't dislike it, but I, I I'm on the same the, the same page there. Like I like the older man stuff, but Heat is still. A lot of fun. If you put it out ten years earlier, I bet you you guys would all like it a lot better. Like the, if it looked more like. Well, Heat's Heath. one of those movies that got botched in the editing room, didn't it? Like the producers were like, "You can't release the movie you want to release," so they just like cut Is a it? bunch of shit. Yeah, that like, was going on a lot back then. Yeah, Al Pacino's supposed to be like a cokehead. Yeah, and, like, in, they yeah. cut all of his coke scenes out, so yeah. instead you get this weird unhinged <laughs> Al Pacino <laughs> like role where like <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But he's like supposed to be like they try to emphasize that he's like an addict, yeah. shitty bad guy, the, cop guy. You can fuck my wife, but you can't watch my TV. <laughs> <laughs> See, <if> like. <laughs> 
I remember Al Pacino saying the scene where he like I think he it's like he kicks in the door and then he like he like beats up Henry Rollins like and they're telling him like what he has to do like in in, in the scene and he's like looking at Henry Rollins and he was like what him the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the fucking shootout in Heat is terrific. It's good. It's bleak. It's yeah. very sudden and, yeah. and like it's. I, I just wish I could have seen his full vision for that movie. There's, it feels like that movie is weird because it feels like there's like such a jump in the narrative where like they, it doesn't feel like cat and mouse where like the detectives are hot on the trail and solving a puzzle. It's just kind of like they just do it. Like there's no like suspense in the way that like they track the gang. It just all just kind of coalesces. Yeah, I, I like how it's sort of like it switches where the gang's kind of like watching him, and I think they're doing like that classic like the killer thing where it's like. Oh, that's a cop and that's a robber, but they're really not that far apart. Yeah, but it's missing all the fun drama of the killer and also all the fun drama of a dog putting its head in a hoodie. Is, is there <laughs> no reason to believe that there would be a release of Michael Mann's yeah, director's I, version I, of I, the I, film? I'm pretty sure that's, that's a great the, question. That's the only version I've seen, like the director's cut. Like like on the DVD I have, it says director's cut. I'm like 80% sure. Now I'm second guessing myself, but it's a long fucking movie. Well, now I'm triple guessing you, so that has me quadruple guessing myself. And Joe, you just broke all reality. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. It's like uh, it's like Rucker Howard's character in this. What I want you on? to stop me. Yeah, Andrew, speak on it. <laughs> Andrew, have you ever seen Heat? I've never seen Heat. That's why I'm very silent. But do you know what it's like to be hot? (laughs) Is it anything like... I fucking sweat a lot. Have you been in summertime? I'm in summertime right now. (laughs) (laughs) But what's it like when you have shorts? It's glorious. (laughs) The set piece of, of of the Hitcher, the set piece is so, so good. It's so cut. It's so horribly cut like Michael Mann's theatrical release of Heat. But it's it's still so effective. Like yeah. it's so bleak and punctuating and really destroys a humanized character. Yes. And just and, wipes them from the movie. And, and it's it's one of those things where like uh, you can look at it like where you're kind of confused and you're like, did that character really die? Are they like doing one of the, some like short of hand thing with me? Or at the other time it's just like, yeah, so blunt, so matter of fact that it's the fact that it got censored actually makes it more effective. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Another thing that got censored is uh, at the end, when Rooker Hauer is John Ryder is horribly executed. Well, not he's gunned down. Yeah, he was supposed to be horribly executed, just lying on the ground, given up, and see how Miss Howell just shoots him in the head. That was censored. They wouldn't let him shoot it, so they had to make it so that he got up to pose some sort of threat, so that they could then uh, gun him down. That's stupid. Yeah, it is. That's that's just yeah. It it works though still too, but it's it's just a wonder what what that would have been like if it were the other way around. This movie, you know how most movies have this vibe of like, eh, I guess that looked better on paper. Yeah, this movie is like whoa. This movie's better than it would have looked on paper. Yeah, if you tried yeah. to read this movie, it would be yeah. dumb. That I can I can believe that, or if some if another person directed it, you know what I mean. If, if somebody uh, who wasn't as cool and liked to like punctuate their sentences a lot more made mm-hmm. this movie, it would have been really bad. Yeah, 
If it was like a Zack Snyder like fucking type made this movie, it would have just been mm. atrocious. Well, what, uh, what did everybody think? Did everyone like this or? Yeah, it? yeah. I've had I have that one big gripe, but I enjoy it overall. Thumbs up, all around. Four thumbs up. Well, eight. Yeah, eight thumbs up. Yeah. Willow's giving her thumbs up too. Willow put on a hoodie and is now pretending to be a human. Yeah, that's fun. Willow's also a dog. With no- with noodles for hair. <laughs> All right, should we go on a break for our sponsor? Yeah, let's our do it. Network. Our network. Our network. A break for our network. And now we will leave you with, with a word from our network. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. Home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Joe. <laughs> Why don't you tell the folks at home about Night of the Bloody Apes? <laughs> a doctor attempts to save his son with a heart surgery, giving him the heart of a gorilla. This has unforeseen consequences as it turns the man into a rampaging ape monster. Also, there is a luchador. Uh, <laughs> this is like one of the Blood Island movies. If the Blood Island movies were like had none of the really cool stuff, I would. That's my thoughts exactly. I yeah. was like, it's missing all the fucking charm of the yeah, Blood Island. Movies. It's like somebody like had an idea for another Blood Island movie, and they wrote it down. It's like two sentences, and then some like cheap you know uh, uh, director found it he's like okay I'm going back home to Mexico to make a monster movie Uh, the guy who directed this movie uh, I forget his name already uh, he directed like a hundred movies just like the guy who did Satanico Pandemonium and uh, yeah and this just feels like oh I got like three days to make a movie and I'm gonna make this fucking Blood Island wannabe piece of shit get some uh, Mexican wrestlers and uh, a guy with really bad uh, face paint to, you know, slowly tear people apart in Play-Doh gore. And that's the movie. And that's my review. Was was that face paint? <laughs> was it? I don't know. Was the guy it looked just... a little bit more than face paint. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the first kid I ever remember having, like, a play date with and, like, going to their house... Was was this kid whose whose dad just happened to be the mayor of our town? Whoa! But but it was kind of notorious that the mayor had had some sort of open heart surgery, and and their heart was replaced with a monkey heart. So I was always like, "Well, what does that do to a person?" And I remember my like little like first grade brain being like, "What's wrong with this guy?" And he also was he was just kind of funny looking, and I, I just got it in my mind at a young age that this guy had a monkey heart, so it made him look kind of funny. And uh, he didn't look much like a monkey, but he definitely looked like a crouton. And 
So you're trying to tell us you wrote Night of the Bloody Apes is what is where you're going with this. Not wrote, but interpreted at a young age in a naturalistic environment. Uh, funny story, though, is uh, this, this kid I found out. We don't know each other. We, we went to school growing up. I think he, he died a couple of years ago of a heart, sudden heart failure while playing tennis in the park that I learned how to roller skate in. And they didn't replace it with a gorilla's heart, and that turned him into a monster. Because that's what happens when you put a gorilla heart into a person. They turn into a gorilla rape monster. No, but I heard it was an open casket funeral, and they did cover his face in Play-Doh. So that was pretty <laughs> weird for everyone. <laughs> when, when I die, I want a open casket Play-Doh funeral where you can play <laughs> Use my body and make silly Play-Doh faces on you. You know, like my body would just be a blank canvas for your Play-Doh creations. You know, one time I went to a funeral. I don't know if I told this story already, but I remember touching the nose of the dead person. Oh, uh, it kind of did feel like Play-Doh. Like, it, like I moved the nose and then just stayed that way. Oh, great! Yeah. That person oh, is going to be like that forever. Uh, or until the yeah, until the magazine. did you say? I remember when my uh, at my grandmother's funeral, I had to feel what what it felt like. I touched her her her, <laughs> her her hand, and it was weird. It was like this like like strong paper mache kind of feeling. Yeah, nothing like the strong paper mache grip of your matriarch. <laughs> my fucking dead grandma hand. And I oh yeah, I did not touch her with the hand I masturbate with. If that was what you were about to ask. So, so which hand? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> my elbow. <laughs> so, okay, this this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. All right, the, the, all right, out of all the ridiculous shit that happens, my big question is, <laughs> is you have... The fe- ridiculous shit? <laughs> you have female wrestlers... And they're fully clothed. What the fuck? Well, on that point, not that point, but bring up the female wrestlers. So, was there some situation where there was supposed to be a different movie that it kind of got morphed yes. into this movie? That's what, I mean, that's. I feel like I read that, that it was they were filming a different movie and just added the monster element. Really? It had to be. Because I think there was like a series... Of these luchador movies, because Mexico has like a, um, yeah, like the Samson movies, right? Like they 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 have like you know like like Mexican wrestlers as like heroes, like fighting yeah. monsters and like stuff, which is like, really fun. They're Batman or that. They're yeah. So I I'm wondering if 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 this was a situation where this was like something that had been shot for one of those or or something that like the script was supposed to be for one of those got turned into this because the luchadora lady has no point in the story at all and that's a shame because i think if you had actually involved her more as like doing what her character was presumably supposed to do it might have been fun minus the rape well, that, that's really interesting because uh, what are you talking about? She has a great. She has, she has two shower scenes. <laughs> when I watching this movie, the whole time, I, I, 
after watching this movie, I could I couldn't remember if I watched the ending or not. Like if I just spaced out or I yeah. zoned out because the whole time I'm thinking, well, at least we'll get like some weird like luchador scene where she fights the monster. Yeah, and it's like a wrestling, that and that'll cool. be really fun. And then I was like, wait a minute, I didn't remember seeing that, and that has to happen. And yeah, um, and I so I rewatched the ending again, and fuck, it's not there, and yeah. I just don't understand why that didn't make it in. Like if it was a Blood Island movie, John Ashley would have fought like Karate Monster. <laughs> Um, this movie is a remake of a movie that the uh, that the director made with a strange title. I think it's like the Luchadoras versus the Mad Doctor. Really, I bet you that one's better. That one sounds better. The Killer Doctor. The Killer doctor. Oh I shit! Think Mad Doctor would have been better. Yeah, <laughs> Luchadoras versus the Mad Doctor of Blood Island. <laughs> oh, that would be a great cross. Yeah, if she, Mexico Philippines. If she fought the monster, and then the next movie she teams up with John Ashley. As like a monster fighting duo, and more Play-Doh gore. Hell yeah! You know um, that guy from Blood Island, the Mad Scientist, would have came back again, and the fucking uh, severed head monster comes back again, uh, but like missing even more limbs. Yeah, it just breaks out into like a wrestling match, and the severed head just a like, commentator. Yes, yes. Well, he's controlling his body, yeah. <laughs> and then the severed head's just like watching in the sidelines, like Mickey and Rocky. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> It, 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 you know, we mused about editing all of the uh, Blood Island movies together to be like a super movie, yeah. kind of like uh, Inframan. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I feel like we could do a spinoff where we just somehow edit this one into those ones, and then we have some really wild shit happening. Right, yeah, yeah, because him as a gorilla monster ripping off women's clothes <laughs> and, and um, oddly sexually playing with them <laughs> definitely fits in with the Blood Island movies. Like you definitely put that. I mean same time here at 69. That was 69. Jesus. That said, I did not enjoy this. This movie was anywhere near. This movie was boring as much as the Blood Island. Yeah, movies. I, that's hilarious because this one I enjoyed more. Than what the, Blood the fuck Island is <laughs> wrong with you? No. you are, I really wanted to like this movie. I did too. It, it's just had nothing going for it. It's better shot than those movies. No, it is not. Oh my god! It yes, does it not is. have that cool like zoom attack. Oh boy, that's not cool. That's not cool. Johnson and, Epp. and they had like those like weird Dutch angles with the bava colors. This movie was just John's getting boring. mad again. I, <laughs> it's, it's. I can it's, see it's he's a, turning green, and his a, purple shorts are, or his purple <laughs> pants are turning to shorts. No, I, had it's a, I had heart surgery. Where they put the a hoodies Hulk, off. They put a Hulk heart in me, so I can turn into the Hulk every now and then. You know, one thing this movie has that the Blood Island movies don't have is a fully adult, grown man who still calls his father Papa. I remember that. Oh yeah, Julio, who's the getting the kid, yeah, yeah yeah he's getting the he, he just refers to his father as Papa. Papa, am I gonna die? And he's like, no. They have the, it has the <laughs> we have you the classic uh, ending where it's like we should not fool with forces of nature. I hate that ending so much. I hate like all those type of endings. There's like no, it's 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 there for us to become gods. We should learn like 
the DNA of the universe and do what we want. If I want like Dr. Freudstein monsters, I should be able to like kidnap homeless people that are just taking up space and make like weird monsters. I mean, if we really want to jump to the end of this movie, it would be an excellent time to sample this movie because the last line of the movie is fucking preposterous. (laughs) It's unfortunate. It's really sad. (laughs) <laughs> just drive off <laughs> the movie's <laughs> over I think I watched it subtitled Joe yep. what did you watch this movie subtitled or no mine was actually dubbed okay I when it came on I was like oh this is another movie Joe's gonna watch in a completely different language I have no idea what's going on then we'll have to explain the plot to him wait is it dubbed I thought this one it's a Mexican movie but I thought it was filmed in English oh maybe it was maybe it was, it was maybe in I'm English thinking, I didn't care enough to pay attention to whether or not they were I, actually it, speaking English. It could have been it could have been dubbed because it's been like weeks since I watched it because we had a delay and I wasn't going to return to refresh no. me. And uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, uh, for r- random reason a lot of late nineties, early thousands uh, Japanese horror movies are all subtitled. So maybe that's why it's in my head that I watch it subtitled. They're all so, so you're, you've watched so many subtitled movies yeah. that you could just quite possibly be hallucinating that this movie was that subtitled. you watched. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, first of all, I've watched so many of these awful Japanese horror. They're all like somebody gets cursed. Um, they have to like buy some like kind of like new technology with some like curse on it. And they have to go like investigate what's the Some cause of the curse. Some sort of ring, or, yeah. or, or <laughs> well, the ring. It's a video VHS. Game. Well, I watched <laughs> or one electricity. I watched one where they where it was a, a cell phone. Uh, one where like the the obituary page would like sneak up on you and you would read the obituary. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly. And when they would when the guy would like hold it up and go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what's and, the one with the red tape? <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Where they make the red tape door. Oh, that's Pulse. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's, that's a that's a really good one. I, um, I, I, I was just going to point out, uh, Andrew is actually correct. This is the English language version. So, like Al- of Alicarda, that, they made a they just yeah. made it English. Okay, right. So then I'm just like my my Japanese trips have been. I, my mind's been melting. Like it's just like yeah, somebody gets well, cursed, investigates. Well, there, well, there, there, there is a, a Mexican version. I, I'm assuming by the fact that they say English language version that they shot it in two takes with it was Spanish and English. Right, and it's just like yeah. Whoa. Anyway, uh, this movie uh, honks. It's not nearly as good as the Blood Island movies. Well, hold on, we're getting ahead of some things. We're missing some scenes. No, we're not. No, we're not. What are we talking about? Oh my God! There's, there's... Tell us about the scenes, Ryan. Yes, the scenes. Oh God! You got doctor. You got henchman. You got board of doctors. You got board of henchmen. Oh, the the <laughs> heart surgery was real. Was a real heart surgery. Scene. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting at. This movie's a proto gore movie. You know, um, I. Hey, <laughs> what's up, Andrew? No, so what was the servant's name or the the assistant's name? It was Goyo, right? That's my brother's nickname. I just thought that was funny. Oh, nice. So during the heart surgery scene... (laughs) (laughs) What? That's my stupid fucking comment. (laughs) Ryan's like, nice. (laughs) Um, During the heart surgery scene, my daughter, who was supposed to be in bed, came downstairs right at that moment. Yes. 
and she didn't freak out, but she sat there and looked at it with a quizzical look on her face and then looked at me and shook her head. And I, I wish <laughs> it disapproval. <laughs> It kind of, yeah, like, I wish that this was a visual medium so, like, you could see me demonstrating what she did, but she just straight up was like, I don't like that. I said, okay, you should be in bed, go to bed, and she was, like, shaking her head at me and, like, goes to bed. I'm like, oh, great, now there's two of you in the house looking at me, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Where do you watch movies? in the living room sometimes i do it on, on my laptop depending on the subject matter the subject matter slash when i'm watching it because i'm okay. like like i have to take what i can get depending on the situations um but yeah that was a i thought i was clear but then she randomly came downstairs i think she was thirsty or something did when, she when did i she heard s- downstairs i for some reason thought you had a basement i'm like i would do anything to have a basement to watch horror movies no, like. our, our our tv room is like if you go into the front door of the house it's down a small okay of stairs yeah. john dig yourself a hole you you can watch horror movies i do that every episode <laughs> That hole's getting deep. <laughs> I'm going to be speaking Chinese next episode. Joe, did 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 um did your daughter say that she didn't like it, or did she just nod in disapproval? No, she she actually said, "I don't like that." <laughs> She's going to like it too much. That's the thing that's going to happen. It's going to turn around. Yeah, probably because she does that all the time. Like she'll be like, mm, "I don't know about that," but then like I can see in her eyes that like really in her head she's just like, "I think I like that," mm-hmm. <laughs> or she's just gonna but dwell is, on it long enough. You're gonna be set up as an elderly because she'll be like an open heart surgeon and making bank, <laughs> and it's gonna like put you up in the home all, and it's gonna be perfect for everyone. Yeah, and then she's gonna be like, "Let's put a gorilla heart." Of all of my. Of my daughter, she is the one that will put the gorilla heart in me. I, I'm pretty sure. Go figure that my 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 friend from yonder year, it, it, his father with the gorilla heart outlived him as the person my age. I guess they make those gorilla hearts pretty strong. <laughs> you said monkey heart, monkey gorilla. Well, monkey heart. That well, that gave me a different because I would imagine it being much smaller. So they had like stretched like all the, the tubes in to get this tiny little monkey heart, like this little prune. Yeah, you would say that. Yeah, orangutan. What does Dana Carvey have? He has like a baboon heart or something, right? Wait, what? Yeah, I did not know that. First of all, I'm against the idea of taking hearts from animals, putting humans. If it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Do not kill a fucking baboon. Hey, sometimes it- you break hearts. Sometimes you take hearts. Well, I don't. Th- <laughs> I don't think they necessarily kill the there animal. Are- I think it's like how they do with like human donors. Like if the animal dies, like in the zoo or whatever. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say, if somebody, if I had a pet orangutan and somebody needed heart surgery, I'm like, no. No amount of money is making me give up my orangutan. Okay, we're not talking about this movie, and we're not talking about the orangutans, but there are orangutans in it. In fact, this movie has a, an assassination of an orangutan. Yeah, that is another thing. The reason the heart should have worked was because the the gorilla was clearly a fucking guy in a gorilla suit and not a real gorilla. <laughs> well, it, it's a combination of like actual <laughs> like, footage. That guy should definitely have had a human heart. <laughs> Well, there's like footage of an orangutan in a zoo, and then followed by they shoot a man clearly in a costume. But the the footage of the it's a the, gorilla, not an orangutan. It's an orangutan, 
and it has no. It's not an orangutan. It's clearly a gorilla. It's an orangutan. What, and it has a suit. Yeah, it's a gorilla. This to- totally a gorilla. What you do not? What's the difference between an orangutan and a gorilla? Are you one of those that like just? Brown. Hey, maybe we watched a different cut of this movie. There's an orangutan. Yeah, and it has the out. flappy face pads. Yeah, but he's not the one they shoot. No, it's the one they shoot. That's no, it's not. No. It's just chilling out there. It's a, no. dude in a gorilla costume. You even see its reaction. It is a guy in an orangutan costume? No, it's no, a dude it's a... in the shadows wearing an ape costume going, no. wiggling his no. arms around. There's an orangutan watching. I thought the orangutan was going to be like one of the sign language orangutans that was going to tell him what happened. I was hoping that was going to be. Yeah, you really do like those Planet of the Apes <laughs> reboots, I do. don't you? I do. I was fucking hoping that it's like they were like going to be like deadlocked on who killed our ra- or who stole our gorilla, and they're like, wait, you know, fucking Zufu, the orangutan, their sign language, and the orangutan would be like, Ooh, like all like, <laughs> okay, all, like, okay, every, every which way but loose. Okay, <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. We could probably all die on a hill right now, whether it was an orangutan or it was a gorilla in a costume. Sure. But one thing we can all agree on is that orangutans have weird faces, especially male orangutans, which I learned have flappy face pads called flanges, which females find attractive. Oh, so I could definitely, in 40 years, turn on a female orangutan. I know. Your flanges are pretty hot for female orangutan. When you said gorilla, gorilla in, in a costume, I totally pictured a gorilla in a man. In a costume? <laughs> in a man, like, in a suit, like, trying to, like, buy beer. Yeah. See, oh, that's, clearly that's you, you in a beer store, though. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> Joe, what are you looking up? You seem intent on... Whether it was an orangutan, it was or a gorilla. it was a gorilla, and the orangutan was watching. No, it was a poorly edited movie, and there was an orangutan, and then suddenly there was a guy with a gun, and then they shoot a thing that was like a man in a gorilla costume in the shadows in the distance. But the film language implied that it was the orangutan that they were zooming in on. Nobody that saw that, but you. You have nobody your own saw head. that, but me, have... because nobody watched this movie except you, other two people here. You. That's your Night of the Bloody Three Apes people. head people. Head, Night of the Bloody Apes head cannon. Uh, our head cannon is what the movie showed of a fucking gorilla suit man. Yeah, then where was the shot of the fucking gorilla? It's a shot of close up of a live orangutan, a- and then they shoot a man in the distance. Clearly in a gorilla costume. I won't argue that, but I, it's, it's in the distance. It's in the shadows, and it's far away from the cuts that were orangutan chilling by himself. Cut to guys breaking in. Cut to orangutan. Cut to guys breaking in. Aiming gun. Shooting. Guy in gorilla costume in the distance. Falling down. Taking heart. It, they're just setting it up Joe, to be the orangutan. Either you of. can tie this debate or you can make it overwhelmingly on the common sense uh, uh, reason. Whatever what, happens, it's going on the Instagram. Do you think they like shot the guy in the gorilla costume because they knew he was a guy in a gorilla costume just like watching out, so they needed to get him out of the way <laughs> so they could steal the orangutan heart? I wish that's what they did, but I think it's what they did to to limit the budget and the special effects. And I think they had zoo footage of an orangutan and wanted to set up that they had an actual live gorilla, but then the only thing that they could shoot in the shot was a man in a gorilla costume in the distance. Joe, so was that, it a gorilla that gets shot in the movie? A gr- quote-unquote gorilla or an orangutan. It's a fucking orangutan. My memory is that it's a gorilla. Thank you. It's a fucking orangutan. Oh, my God. It's a fucking orangutan. I'm going to haze you, John. I'm going to come to your bed like the hitcher at yeah, night. Yeah. <laughs> 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 press, press play, and you're going to watch. 
Watch. Next thing you know, you're going to be stripped to the back of an elephant and the back of a fucking <laughs> orangutan, and I'm going to be dangling bananas, and I'm going to be dangling a. It's going to be a lady orangutan, and I'm going to get the just face of a. You put pad. Play-Doh, Play-Doh, I'm hit the on. face pad on myself, and I'm going to be like, "Hey, here I am, sexy." I'll just, gonna sign you like, I'll just they're sign gonna lang- rip you all in half. I'll just sign language to, to orangutan to let me go and eat your face. I think you have this even queued up on your television, Andrew, so maybe we can all check in after recording. Yeah, I hope sure. I hope we do. And you folks at home, I'm you should actually watch looking movie. it up right now. Folks at home, you should watch it and tell us what you... Actually, no, don't watch this movie. <laughs> all right, any but fo- talk to John, because John loves talking to his new friends on Instagram. What's wrong with that? No, it's, it's great. It's, it's wonderful you've cut us out of your life and just have new internet friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say this sounds like the beginning of an admonishment. I'm 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 fine with my internet friends. Well, wait, what else is great in this movie? We got open heart surgery that's real. We've got orangutan footage followed by a man in gorilla costume footage. We've got that grown man calling his father papa. Papa. Yeah. What this this movie has some other things. No, it does not. It's really dumb and boring. Get the they idea. burn a gorilla body and they throw <laughs> it in a fucking incinerator. That's great. Even no, it's, it's not. It's terrible. No, it's funny. Gorillas can fuck you up. They're like 700 yeah, pounds. Yeah, so can an orangutan. And so can I. I and uh, so can the hitcher. No, I, and so can C. Thomas uh, Howell if you arm him in with the right weapons. I, I will take an orangutan. I'll fight an orangutan before I fight a gorilla any fucking day. Yeah. Orangutan might like gnaw some of my fingers off, but I think I could take it down. Gotta say, this movie first uh, death mark, death minute, twenty nine minute mark. Yeah, that's always a problem. Yeah, it is a gorilla that gets shot. Thank you. It's it, there's we're not you can't prove that. There's just a man <laughs> just in a fucking costume in the God. distance. No, yes, it's in the movie, but the film language is just nothing no, but real-life shots no. of an orangutan. Yeah, and it, then there's it, a it, man it, in the it, distance that's unquantifiable. You can't even know, tell what he is unless all right, all right, you're a viewer. Yeah, he's putting... All right, we're watching it live. Okay, he's putting he's that. Little, he's loading the gun. He's aiming the gun. gun. He's aiming the gun. He fires. And a man in a clearly oh, gorilla yeah. suit. Oh, yeah. A man in a gorilla suit in the distance. That's Wait, not the distance. That's a medium shot. What are the shots that go before that? What are the shots that go <laughs> before that fucking be, shot? Because they're at a zoo. They're just showing the other animals. Yeah. They, you've never seen a movie where they're at the zoo and they show you a little montage of animals. Yeah. Never then where are the others? It. What do you mean where are the other? In their cages. Okay. Show the, the orangutan oh, juxtaposed okay. to the gorilla to establish yeah, that the there orangutan- are two different characters two different elements looking at each other and then you have an argument but if you only have one preceded by the other you don't have how many times do we have to watch this orang or this gorilla get shot all right, there's an orangutan. There's our okay. orangutan. All right, oh, it's qu- hey. a, which is it clearly oh, his flappers. Clearly in a place. Where That's a hot orangutan if he, I've ever seen. He, he can't he even the get shot. Excited. Well, oh, he walks walking past up. Oh, hey. wow, what am yeah. I looking at? Yeah, we just walked past well, some stuff. Look footage. at some stuff. Let me get my gun out. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting my gun out. I'm in a suit. Oh wow. I'm a doctor with my henchmen. <laughs> yeah, this is, he's clearly going to shoot. We're going to watch his girl get shot again. I'm oh, trying yep, to get right, right trying there, to get right. on the payroll of him. I don't understand where this is going. All right, he aims. 
And she's steady and fire and a man in a gorilla suit. That's in clearly a different cage. Because- yes, it is. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's a shot of a real animal and a shot of the thing that they can't shoot because they can't shoot a real fucking animal in the movie. And that's what we get. But it's two different animals. No, one's an animal and one's a human. Right, so but yes, one is an orangutan I don't, and one I'm, is a gorilla. Out of all the no, arguments one I have. is a man in a costume is, in the distance right, in a movie made in the 60s in Mexico with no budget trying to s- establish a thing. Why okay, so what you're saying is the stock footage is of the orangutan and we're supposed to just take it that it's the orangutan even though they shoddily slapped a guy in a gorilla suit and we're like, it's an orangutan. And yes, put, or and, and put the other side of the argument... Page. Or the other side of the argument is that they didn't know what a gorilla looked like and all they had was footage of an orangutan. So what they're trying to say in that argument is that that orangutan is, in fact, a gorilla. Not only is it a gorilla, so, but it's a man Andrew, in a gorilla costume. Andrew, contact details. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Whoa, no, no. Hold on. With thumbs I'm up, not, thumbs not, down. Just, what about the rest yeah. of the movie? I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I, this, <laughs> you this, just you decide yeah. that it's over? Yeah. Like, after, like... Uh, first you just of all, got upset that I got convincing argument, and no, then you're not I, convincing I, at no, all. Yeah. You're ranting like a lunatic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we just, you guys are all crazy. <laughs> we just clearly <laughs> found out that you do not know how fucking cam- I, camera angles work. I understand what Ryan is saying. I do, too. Thank you, Because Joe. I'm partially insane. But I do not agree, yeah. however. Yeah, nobody... You don't in- think that this movie's trying to argue that with no budget at all and with Play-Doh massacre makeup, that the, it, with no budget, no anything, trying to create murders that look like they've been done, throats gouged out, horrible things that have happened, eyes gouged out on surprise, which we haven't even talked about, with no budget whatsoever, no special effects, that they wouldn't try to cheat that, and they wouldn't try to smash whatever footage of an actual animal that they had together with whatever costume footage they had at distance, man in a cage in a gorilla costume, because it very is clearly a man Holy in a gorilla costume. fuck, you are so fucking off. It's clearly just some stock footage to show that they're at a zoo. That's it. No, I think in fact oh there's God. no way that either oh, of us can be right. What well, wait, well, even if it is stock stock footage, that goes to Ryan's point. Is what he's saying is they had the stock footage of the orangutan, and they're like, "Oh, cool." Oh shit! All we have is a gorilla costume. Well, just shoot it a little bit back, and people will just think it's the same animal. Is what he's saying. I don't. Thank I don't. You, I don't believe that at all. I don't agree. But I don't, that's because I don't think this movie has more chops than that. But at the same time, you're like this movie is worse than the Blood Island movies. You are all bananas. All of you fine sirs are bananas. And you know what? I bet you even eat bananas. It, I'm it, looking at you, Andrew. I see you with that chair. You like bananas. The best, the the, the worst part about <laughs> it is that you keep saying it's like a far away shot when it's clearly like a medium shot where you can clearly see it's a gorilla. Oh my god, that's not a medium <laughs> shot because the gorilla's full body is in frame. Oh right, it, it, you know, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's a medium shot because it's eye level. It, it's a medium it shot because they would still want you to see the thing it w- get they would have they would have they wouldn't have even shown that they would have had like a crane shot above it would have been on the roof what is this movie about a crane yeah what is you know this what movie I mean? about saying, like ryan's fucking nuts no He's you're just... autistic <laughs> i well yeah but i'm fucking it's still like that's the most insane fucking all like... of you out there listening to this 
you go and you watch Night of the Bloody You're Apes. clearly the fucking rant of a distraught man who just had his fucking lone wolf and cub. And then you let us know. Scratched by a fucking distraught person. And you just, distraught we just tried to unplug the movie from when here. We, we haven't even gotten episode into it. On Instagram, you, you comment. You what? give us comments. I can't believe... Oh, my God. This is the most insane fucking <laughs> moment of <laughs> Night Psychorama in my fucking life. I don't know about that, but... I, I do. I think... Like, how the fuck are we having that argument about how this gorilla clearly got shot in this movie? How a person in a gorilla costume Whatever. got shot. That's not a gorilla. All right. Change... Ch- chap- I'm pressing the chapter skip button. We're going to go on. Yeah. Joe, how about... So, in this about, chapter, I, let's break down the gorilla costume. Joe, talk about your favorite parts of the... Uh, I have none. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of like the makeup. It's kind of cool, like, in a, you know, like a trashy sort of way. <laughs> like, like it fits the aesthetic of, of what it is, and, like, it's kind of fun that way. But there's not much to like about this movie. Like, it's kind of even... Boring? stale no because i mean like i you know i like stuff that you would think was worse so i can't really say that but i don't know it just it doesn't uh, it feels obviously like not put together well because again like the whole luchadora subplot thing never becomes a thing uh and the um I don't know. I just, like, it's not really, like, I don't get any fun out of the the ape monster doing stuff. Yeah, he once he starts doing what he does, that's all he does. He doesn't, ha- like, they should have added on some, like, fucked up scene that he does something really nasty. He does plenty of really nasty things. He gouges eyeballs out with his fucking thumbs. Yeah. He slits throats with his hands. He I like- assaults a lot of women. He mashes heads he mashes heads he makes somebody fall on their eye he makes his own father (laughs) fall on their eye on a countertop that's a funny thing to watch in an inept movie i didn't like it i wanted to though that wasn't that that doesn't validate anything i said that's oh yeah i mean i i mean like it's not anything we haven't seen before in like cheap play-doh late 60s gore but it's grisly what about the, the blood island movies does it so much better I, it's so much more fun what about so much color i think one of the pitfalls the of this movie is that so many of the gore scenes and so many of the set pieces seem to be shot in the same like neighborhood park landscape yeah and yeah. they try to cheat that to make it look like it's different places, much like they try to cheat a man in a gorilla costume oh, to look Jesus like it's a thing God. in a zoo. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I see one movie's tricks. I see them all. Contact details. <laughs> what about surgery alarm? What about the end of the movie? What about all of it? You just hate a thing and you want to just be done with it? Uh, yeah. I Trash d- it. Talk more shit. It was dumb. Like it, it didn't even like get me enthused to be like this. Jesus Christ, this is really bad. It was just like, oh, okay, I get it. This is just as bad as the the Filipino Blood Island movies. No, those were a lot more fun. Yeah. This movie's fun. Do you do either one of you have a favorite part? Did you already say it? I do have a favorite part. What's the, your favorite the, part? the heart <laughs> doctor fell on his eye. Okay. <laughs> the heart, the heart <laughs> surgery. Done. I like the heart surgery. Yeah. I never seen a real heart surgery before. Well, I, I, mean, I probably have, but I got nothing. 
My favorite part is the orangutan telling the cops what went down, and John's yeah, like, that would have been yeah. If I remade in his mind. if I remade this movie, that would have been a big fucking like plot point. Dude, I just I'm amazed that you think this movie is capable enough to establish that an orangutan and a man in an ape costume are different than each other, but at the same time hate this movie and think that it's a garbage, boring movie that is incapable at anything else. I could see that's my bafflement. Bafflement? That's not even a word, but I made it, and I'm coining it it's here. Sort, it's sort of like you a heard sa- it first. <laughs> sa- satanic confusion. What's that? Bafflement. <laughs> Bafflement. <laughs> Bafflement. <laughs> satanic confusion. <laughs> yeah, they, they I'm pe- going to make something for that. <laughs> they peel skin off a throat in this movie. We didn't get that in Blood Island. Dude, we got so much cooler shit in Blood Island movies. Yeah, but we didn't. I didn't learn what flappers were. Late night psychorama. <laughs> Flappy face pads. <laughs> All right. Facebook. Wait, Instagram. thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Three v one. We know it. No, you even thumb. You're thumbing up this movie. <laughs> no. Oh god. Yeah. I mean, I, I would put my thumb up the butt of this movie, but it's thumbs down as well. I don't like this genre. Well, you gave one of the Blood Island movies a thumb sideways. So no, all right. Like, this oh, one's yeah. thumb sideways. Oh Jesus, yeah. God! What the fuck? You got to get better on ripping on the things you don't like. Yeah, not when they're boring, though. Like, there's nothing to to riff on. We talked about papa, like, papa. three versions of this, of this movie, Julio. like before in a row that were much better. That had much more to riff on. Okay, I hope our next bloody movie is better than that. Oh, it is. I, I yeah, we're not going to announce it yet, though. But anything else to say, Joe? You got something to say before we go? Nope. <laughs> Will the next uh, episode conclude the Summer of Blood? I think we might be able we'll to do two more. W- yeah. yeah, we get two more. We should probably announce the prizes on the next episode and draw the winners on the final one before the uh, equal. Uh, I, I think we're gonna we're gonna do that. Where we're going to um to announce it on the last one and then do the announce the prizes like the winners on the first of to just carry it over. Oh, late night psychorama at Instagram. <laughs> How's night spelled? N I T E B B. And we're on Facebook. Are we on anything else? iTunes. Subreddit. Stitcher. Oh, forgot. We are now. Uh, we have claimed our, 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 our podcast on Podcoin. So we would encourage listeners to go to Podcoin and listen to us and other podcasts through Podcoin because you can actually uh, rack up some chump change and uh, quite a bit of it through, through listening to podcasts on Podcoin. Yes, you too, like us, could have a pocket full of change for chumps. Change for chumps. Get that money. All right, kids. Until next time. Good night. Good night. Bye. There was a biker coming for a ride. A job I only got inside. Taking fears by out. He didn't realize. If he tried to leave, he'd have to
Try to keep fear in my house He didn't realize If he tried to leave